training the complete athlete, gaining the performance edge with Coach Koss. To find out more, go to trainthecompleteathlete.com. So I'm excited to invite Lindsay Aho to meet with us today. I've known Lindsay for, oh, it's been decades now, it seems. Even though she showed up on a golf course, this little kid, her senior year of high school, and she was supposed to be the next big thing, and I thought they were absolutely crazy until she gets up and uh, in the long drive competition for a fundraiser, and she just rips this ball, and I look at the coach at Concordia and say, yeah, you probably better get this kid. Um <laughs> And even now, after, you know, she's been done playing forever, I still look at her and go, man, how did that little body hit the ball so hard? But Lindsay has had an amazing career, and and I was joking with you, Lindsay, about your resume looks like mine, that you've done so many different things in, in a short amount of time. And you came to Concordia uh, right at the beginning of the golf program. They were just starting up, and so you were one of the first pioneers. And you came to Concordia and had an outstanding career. You were a two-time first-team All-American. Um and in 2010, you also became an academic All-American, which I always tell student athletes that if you're really striving for anything, to be an academic All-American is really the, the bar that's even higher because you have to be a great athlete, but you have to be able to show that you can balance the classroom and uh, your competition. So you also won 13 tournaments in, in college, which just is absolutely insane. You know, for a, a pro or any collegiate athlete, if they win one or two in their career, that's outstanding. And I remember always seeing on the internet, on the website, you know, that Lindsay would win another one and another one. So as I say, you were pretty much a staple in the in NAI and Cascade Conference uh, for overall success. And you were also even nominated for the Nike Small College Award, um, which is a massive award. Um, and we were, you know, you're joking that it was a softball player. And I remember playing against that softball player and she was actually fantastic. Um, and your year had so much talent in it. So it could have easily gone anyway, uh, cause it was such a talented class, but then you continued on to be uh, a golf coach. And that's when I got to really know you is when you were finishing up school, doing your student teaching and were an assistant at, at Concordia. So you were able to take all that experience and information and pass it off to the next generation, which is extremely important because a lot of athletes don't turn into coaches. And I think that's truly, truly important, especially in the world of female athletics. Um, so then you went off to Q school, you were able to play in the cactus tour. Um, you know, you had won a tournament through that and then you got on the reality show, Brig break. And I remember hearing about that. My family never missed it. We stopped life so we could watch Lindsay on the big break. Um, and it gave me even a more of uh, a total, like kind of passion to watch golf. I can't play golf to save my life, but to watch the skills that go into golf through that show pretty much blew me away because I just really kind of thought, oh, you go hit and putt and it's fine, but that's not the nature of the game. So you continue to play uh, Cactus Tour, Sumatra and the Canadian Tour. And then you decide in 2015, it was time to do something else um, and get into the workforce. But Golf did not uh, stay away from you very long, and you returned back to Concordia as the head golf coach in 2018. And I remember when you came and said, hey, I'm going to be a, a coach. I'm like, oh, heck, you're never going to stop. I'm never going to see you again because life as a coach is very different as the boss, you, you know. And in your first year, you didn't just say, I'm going to be a, a first-time head coach. You also became the GNAC coach of the year, which is absolutely insane for uh, a first-time head coach to come in and take that title. So you've had great success in all areas, um, and you also have your background in education are doing that now. And and I know whatever you pursue is going to be great success. And you and I have, and have, I have had so many conversations through our friendship and mentorship and, and our relationship about what student athletes need to be prepared for the next level. So, Lindsay, I'm really excited to talk to you about this topic, and welcome 
uh, welcome you to go through this interview. That sounds great. Man, you made me sound great. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, you are great. As I say, you're one of the people when we think of Concordia Athletics that was the eternal yeah. standout, um, especially in, in, in your career with golf. You were always the name that linked to Concordia's overall success. Um, so one of the things, and we've been working kind of on topics throughout the last month about what it is to prepare kids kind of getting for the next to the next level, whether it be youth sports and, and getting the skills they need to be better teammates and put in work ethic and be accountable to what it is to give them some independence when they're in high school and in summer ball to be ready for the next level. But you see them when they get to college. And I think that was one of your biggest surprises when you said these kids are not ready. And I truly feel like coaches and, and parents don't even necessarily know what it is to get them ready for the next level. So what do you see that has been lacking in these kids when they come to college to get them to be truly successful on and off the course right away? I think the number one thing that I see is lacking is um, the ability to be a good teammate. I think so much of sports, and especially when it comes to golf, I mean, I was involved with basketball and with, with soccer as well, but golf's such an individual sport. And a lot of what I see is that individualism comes in play. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of everything relies on them. And um, it's a constant, like, looking, looking at themselves saying, like, you know, I'm this great player, I'm, which, which is great. And I honestly think competition is such a good thing to introduce to a kid when they're, when they're young. I think it's great. But I think competition is great because it introduces how to be a good teammate, teammate how to um, win with grace and lose with grace. Um, and that's what I've noticed is a lot of these players come in and um, they don't know how to be excited for their teammates, um, and, you know, if they beat them, because that's what does happen in golf. Um, and looking at it more as if you succeed, I succeed. Um, so I would say the number one thing, the first thing that can be um, taught with any kid would be um, how to be a good teammate. And I think a lot of that starts with um, letting a kid or showing a kid how to be supportive when he loses or she loses. Um, and also when they win, looking at like those areas that they can even do better in and looking at it more of not necessarily winning, but looking at how, how did they treat other players that were around them. Um, did they, were they kind? Were they, um, you know, supportive of them? Uh, because in the end, I mean, the golf and the competition and all that, that kind of stuff, uh, that does fade away eventually. Um, but golf, you can play golf your whole life and you need to learn those skills of how to be fun on the golf course or people aren't going to want to play with you. Well, I think that is what's really hard about golf and, and sports like track, wrestling, that are individual team sports, right? Because at the end of the, at the, end of the year, the team wins the, the conference championship, right? Now, an individual can, but the team yes. does as well. So it's that mentality of, okay, I have to be very good for my, on my own, but then I also need to support what's around the team. And as I say, one of the best things my, my old assistant, uh, Robin Mask, used to always say is compete and support. So during the week... You know, people that were playing the same positions would compete and compete and compete. But on the weekends when we were playing, they were the biggest fans of each other. And it really does make for a better competitive environment 
and a better overall experience. So what are skills that these student athletes need to make the transition? You know, we're talking about collegiate athletes, but even from middle school to high school or high school into a higher level uh, travel ball, what do they need to know to be able to be successful? Um, I think so. Uh, they need to know that you really are only as good as your teammates are as well. And I think like that's a big thing for me is it's such a short amount of time in your life in middle school and in high school, you might as well enjoy it. Um, and I think like for me, enjoyment did come from winning. I mean, that's like a great part of it, but also it came from building relationships with those around me. And I think that's a big part of what um, needs to happen. I think with that transition from all of those different levels is the skills that you need to build relationships. So, and a lot of that is um, kind of treating everybody as equal. I know that sounds very much of it's a, it should be common sense, but I think that's a big part of it is because if we can look at people as equal and we can look at everybody as they have, um, you know, specific skill sets and they, everybody has these special, special things that they're able to do. If we can look at people that way, then, um, we'll be able to utilize what everybody brings to the table. I would say like, you know, we can kind of all work together, um, with, within that. I'm kind of trying to figure out where I'm going with that there, <laughs> well, no, but, but it's true. Cause like lots of times people will say, well, I'm the, like in golf, they, they compete five. Right. And so yeah. you kind of have your one, two, three, four, five, like literally new, new, you know, listed, which is kind of a hard ego hit, you know, but the thing is, is the one needs to act and interact just like maybe the number seven, right? Because they all bring skills to the table and they all are going to benefit the team. And it may not show up like, yep, the seven contributed um, on game day, but it may be that the seven is really pushing the number one to be able to get that, you know, that better score to help win tournaments. And that's the thing. It's, hey, it doesn't matter what where you fall on this team. You are just as valuable as the one or the two or the three. Yeah. And, and I think we lose that. Definitely. And especially when, when golf is such an individual sport, you know, that person that does win all the time does get a lot of recognition. Mm -hmm. But, and I think that's where like that building relationships and being able to even have that number one player, maybe go along that number seven player, you know, and, and you can each push each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's what needs to happen um, a lot more. And I think that's what does need to develop within young children is that even though, you know, the one and the seven and where we always kind of rate people when it comes to sports, when it comes down to, we are all equal, you know, we do each have a lot of, and I think that's, that's one thing that we should start judging more so by even like score and ranking and all of that kind of stuff. We have to start in sports judging more by how, great of a teammate these these players are going to be because when they get to college you know you're you're going to start being matched up with great players that come from all over um and it's not going to you're not going to all of a sudden be this top player and um and so you have to learn how to be a good teammate because a coach isn't going to you know if you have two people this is just a, an example you have two people that they're shooting right around the same score like you were saying we only have we can only take five you have, you have two people that are shooting you know, right around the same score and everything 
things pretty much in skill wise, but you have this person that is just so fun to be around and a joy to be around. And they are, you know, being supportive of their, their teammates and they're making trips better. Um, you're going to choose that person. And, and I think that brings up the next point too, is what I see a lot came to, um, college, um, taking people to different tournaments and, um, doing qualifying tournaments, all of that kind of stuff. There was a lot of the time, this attitude of, I deserve this spot, you know, and it would be a lot of people wanting to come in and talk to me of, why did you choose them over me? You know, why we have the same type of scores? We have, you know, all that kind of stuff. I had a lot of that. And I think what would be great to teach young children is that um, there's always room for improvement. And golf does not promise you anything. You know, it's, it's really up to you. And golf, just because you're out there and you feel like you're outworking someone else and you're, you know, 10 hours a day out in the golf course, someone can come, come along and beat you. And I think that's where it's like kids need to kind of learn how to humble themselves and say, it wasn't my shot this time, but next time I will do better because that's a big part of what I did see is you almost saw the wind taken out of um, the guys or girls sails when they didn't get picked from a tournament for a tournament. And they just thought that was such a reflection on themselves rather than, you know what, you're going to have another opportunity, practice, go and work harder, practice and, and really figure out what those areas that you need to, to work on to get better and, and make it to the next tournament. Cause I saw a lot of the time it would be someone wouldn't get picked. They'd be so upset about it. And then the whole rest of the year, it would, they'd kind of be defined by that, you know, and it, and it kind of built this tension of you picked them over me and, um, you know, I should have been picked. I, and instead of really looking at themselves and saying, what is it that I need to work on to get better? You know, um, because any good coach is not going to pick, is not going to be biased towards their picks. You know, obviously I talked about how I would rather have a good teammate on my team than someone who isn't. But I don't think that's necessarily bias. I think that's that's more so someone that has worked really hard to develop those areas. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Is I think internal reflection and really figuring out what it is, what is it that I need to work on to get better is a big part of it. I think golf is a really good. Um, representation of doing the same thing over and expecting different results. I mean, if I, um, you know, am struggling with my iron play, but I'm constantly just chipping and putting, I mean, I'm not going to get any better. And I think that's where I noticed, I know I'm talking about a lot of different things that, that kids can really work on to be ready at the college level, but it's, it's crazy how so many people would go out there and they, and practice to get better on both guys and girls team. And they would spend, you know, 20 minutes putting, 20 minutes hitting, um, 20 minutes, um, you know, doing like some wedge work. They would just do those things and they would say, okay, ready to go. And it, and they, there was never any internal, ref, internal reflection saying, what are those areas that I'm struggling in? I remember when I was on that hole 
And, you know, I double bogeyed because I was in the bunker and I, you know, had to hit twice out of a bunker. You know, it's that kind of stuff where that's what they should be practicing. Take that, what you did on the course, and then go and use it um, in their practice time. So that's where it's like, you know, just because you're going out and maybe you're, you're going through your checklist of things, which is great. It's great to practice every area. You have to be reflective on what is it that's unique to me that I'm good at and what are my weaknesses? And I need to go and practice those things. I can't just keep doing the same practice routine over and over and over again and think that I'm now going to be, you know, good to go. So I think a lot, I think a lot of it does take developing those skills um, in order for me to get better. I really need to, to understand what my strengths and weaknesses are. Well, I think that, I think that is so crucial, especially the self-ownership piece of it, because a lot of people don't do that internal, what the heck am I doing wrong? It's always, well, why isn't coach putting me in? And and I got a lot of that through my years of coaching. And then I would also have the other kids that maybe, I mean, I had kids that didn't start first, second, even third year. And by the time they were a senior, they had stuck it out. They had never given up and they had done all the things to get them in that starting position. And those are the kids that I have so much respect for because they never stopped fighting for something that they really wanted. And they were always willing to say, okay, what can I do to get better? It's the kids that were always saying, well, coach, you didn't give me my shot. And I always looked at it as like every practice is a, is a shot, right? So you have to show me every day that you are willing to step up and do the hard work because it is hard to say, man, I am really struggling with this and I need to go just spend the time on it, right? Lots of times it's easier to push it aside and not focus on that and not take that ownership. But I love when you say golf never said it owes you anything. That's true about every sport. Well, pretty much life. No sport owes you anything. You could have been an all-state player of the year and you come into the next level and you still have to compete every day to get your job, yep. right? And that's kind of part of part of the deal. Exactly. And that's another another thing that I learned early on was that, yes, golf doesn't owe me anything. That was like a number one thing that my swing coach told me early on. The next thing was, um, am I facing on it right now? Oh, you get out of golf what you put into it. So those two things are what I, I learned really early on and helped push my career the entire time. Mm-hmm. So, so we've talked about um, some of the things that kids can do, but what are some of the tangible things they could do like in a practice or building relationships? Um, I think of all the hours you used to spend in my office uh, with your women's team when you're an assistant trying to create that bond of, of, of team. Um, so what are some tangible things that kids um, can do or parents can help them or coaches can help uh, to create some of these skills that you're talking about? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the things, um, that I would do, I mean, when it comes to, I'll start with like practice. So practice wise, a lot of the things that you, that kids can do or even, um, parents is that when a child specifically to golf, when, when a child's golfing, um, you can start getting them thinking, um, during their round that they're playing, you know, if they have a, a shot that they're struggling with, go ahead, write it down, write it down while they're playing. Um, have, actually, I think it's more important that a child, they, they make note of it, not necessarily their parents. I don't want their, I think their parents should, should kind of be the ones that are uplifting them and giving them that support. But I think that's a good way to start on working on what can I get better at, you know? So, you know, if it's a miss hit in the bunker, maybe make a little note of it. Like, oh, I need to practice my or I want to practice my um, bunker shots, um, those types of things. And then when they get done, 
it's a lot of going back and, and actually practicing those things. That's like a very easy, tangible way to get better. I think that that's great because yeah, it's very easy to get into such a routine. Um, but I think a lot of like the support that comes from a child that's going to be a good teammate. Um, I think it's going to be the parents or guardians um, asking a lot of those questions and modeling to them what a good teammate looks like. And, you know, a good teammate isn't, doesn't just relate to sports. A good teammate is someone who is, you know, good at home. You know, they, they uh, are um, willing to, you know, what, do what's asked of them at home. Um, they're kind to their siblings, um, kind to parents, kind to guardians. Um, and I think uh, it is going to take a lot of that, that parent training how training someone to be self self reflective and what you were saying take ownership of when you do something um that you know or you mess up it's that taking ownership and letting kids know you can fail you know you can fail and you can do the wrong things and the most important thing though is to realize is to reflect on those things see where maybe you went wrong um apologize when you when that is needed and then do better next time. I think a lot of what I do and a lot of what I've been able to practice with helping out with even youth groups or with teams is, you know, maybe when a, a scenario doesn't go the way that you wanted to, or maybe you lashed out when you really wished that you would have shown kindness, it's saying, hey, I know, you know, let's talk it through what maybe you would do next time in that scenario. And just giving a lot of grace before and saying, you messed up and that is okay. You know, this is, this is an area where you know, you're a child, you're going to mess up. You're, there's, those things are going to happen. But okay, let's, let's kind of model what you would do next time. And I think taking, taking kids along that and realizing like, well, next time, you know, I would want to do this. I would, all of that stuff, I think, translates into being a good teammate because it all goes back to that relationship building, being caring about people and understanding, you know, being reflective, understanding, Oh, I did mess up. That was on me. That really was on me. Um, because I, I have noticed it. I mean, human nature, you don't want to be wrong and human nature. Also, it's, it can be really, really hard to apologize or, or realize your own faults. But I think the, the earlier that can be kind of trained, into a child of just kind of self-reflecting and modeling good behavior, that kind of stuff, the, the more they can start recognizing maybe where their own flaws are and start working on those things. But also like that, that you have to have that side of we are never going to be perfect and we can always be better, but coming out of it from like a loving side and an encouraging side and a supporting side. And so I always think it's, as, as many conversations as you have, have with a kid that maybe is like a modeling behavior or reflecting, you have to have like double the amount of that, those supporting, um, uh, those su supporting, you know, uh, conversations as well and saying like, you know, I really noticed where you did this well, I noticed where you did that well. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's kind of how to get better at, on the golf course and how to really start training yourself to be a good teammate at home. 
And that's some of the good things you can do as a coach or a parent saying, hey, what are the great things we did with this game? Hey, what are the things that we may need to identify and work on? Um, instead of you did this bad and you did that, it's more of, hey, what can we do? And, and as I say, more of that, what do we take from this experience to be productive? And I think, you know, that ownership piece, I, I, I can't say that enough about owning when we do make a mistake, because one of the things that I talk to a lot of my clients about is if their parents never take ownership for their role in their, in, in life, um, they respect them less. And I said, if your parent came to you and said, Hey, bud, I'm sorry, I totally messed up. Would you respect them more? I've never had a client say no. They, they almost go, I wouldn't even know what to do with that because they'd be so grateful for a parent to say, hey, I messed up. So that's why it's so important for us as adults to be able to model that and say, hey, we messed up and how can we fix it? Or, um, you know, hey, I know that I need to work on this. What are things that you need to work on? And it's kind of that, you know, as I say, it's the continual modeling. I always, I always laugh because I get, uh, I deal with parents that say, my kid swears all the time. They do this and this and this. And then I see that parent doing that behavior. And I, and I just want to say, we can't ask our kids to do something we are not willing to do. You know, the only thing I always would tell my athletes, I'm like, I'm not doing running tests, though, anymore. I, I have suffered my pain during running tests, but I'm not going to ask you to be kind and then be not kind myself. I'm not going to ask you to be on time and not do it myself. And those are the things that we need to continually do with our athletes. And as I say, that whole relationship, and you, and you kind of said this at the beginning, is celebrating other success. And that's a great way to model. So when the kids get into the minivan after the game, it's, hey, can you believe, you know, your third baseman did this? That was so great. And so it's, yes, you want that, you know, you have to compete to a point, but you also get to celebrate the people around you. And I think that's so important to being a good teammate is being able to celebrate the, your teammates um, through their successes, even if maybe your failures kind of hit yeah. home more that day. Okay. So... Why is it crucial for these things to come into play for individuals to be better teammates, to take more accountability? How, why is it more crucial for them as individuals and for their teams to prepare them as they go up the ladder as in competition? Because even in the world of golf, and I'm learning this because as I, I always joke, it seems all my friends are golfers. When you're at the highest level, you are very much an individual. But you know that even at that high level, there's so much relationship at that high level. So why does it matter for them to do all these things, even in individual sports? Well, I think, I mean, from my point of view and from pretty much everyone else that I know that has golfed, soon that competition, that um, uh, like, you know, teammate, all that kind of stuff, that fades. That's, that's not going to be there forever. And um, you're going to have to go out into the real world, you know, the working world. And um, golf is such a great sport to learn how to develop relationships with people. Um, I mean, I was just telling my sister-in-law today, I was saying when I was younger, my dad took me to different golf tournaments, different scramble golf tournaments where I was constantly meeting people, you know, and I, golf takes five hours to play 18 holes. In that five hours, you're going to learn a lot about someone, you know, how they handle pressure situations, how they handle great shots, how they handle terrible shots. You know, you, you notice those things very quickly. Well, a lot of that is I want to represent myself well, and whether that is, I think it's, it's, this is a big part of um, what we talk a lot about when, when I was coaching is you're not only representing yourself when you are on a team when you're out there, 
people are going to see, especially in those five hours, people are going to see so many different sides of you. And you might think that it's just reflecting on you or you might not even be aware of what you're looking like. But when you're out there playing, especially when you have that, you know, Concordia gear on, it's going to be, you're representing your school, you're representing your team, teammates, your coaches, and you're representing yourself. So I think that's such a good um, thing to learn because that's exactly what it's going to be like in the workforce. When you're going out and you're meeting people, you know, and whatever thing you choose to do, you're not only going to be representing yourself, you're going to be representing that business. You know, you, you're going to re be representing still even like your family. Um, and it, it can go on and on and on and on. And if you can learn to develop those skills on the golf course, what better translation than into the working world, you know? Um, and also you're going to be out there for five hours with someone be, you know, you're, you're going to want to be a person that everyone wants to play golf with. Um, and also because it is five hours, like you're going to want to enjoy that time. That's a lot of time to be out hitting and on a course and in one, one spot, you might as well enjoy it. So I think, I think that's why, um, you know, it's, it's important to learn those things early on because it just translates throughout your whole life. And if it's going to take, that's well, that's a big crucial thing that I'm, I've noticed when I started coaching is you think that these college adults should understand that by now, you know, that you think that they should have those relationship skills. Um, but you see a lot of them just don't have those skills in order you know, to develop those relationships, to represent themselves well. They don't really, they're not really aware of what they're doing on the golf course. Um, and it's then trying to teach them when they're in college and they should just be developing those skills and getting better and better and better when really it's sitting them down and saying, okay, back to learning how you can be a good teammate. You know, we have to focus on that now because you're representing Concordia when you go out there. You're representing our team. You're representing me. And I can't have you breaking golf clubs out there, throwing clubs or having, you know, these tantrums. Um, so I think that's why it's so important to learn that early on, not only for after golf, but also if you want to play at that college level, don't make your college experience about learning those skills. Make those skills, make that college time about developing your golf getting better every single year because it's going to take it's going to take double the amount of time to get there um, if we're just working on how to be a good teammate and um, you know how to get along with people well in 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 my role at concordia i was able to select kids for so many different things for volunteer for internships for awards and none of those ever came down to who was the best because if i just chose on who was the best athlete that would have looked very differently. Now, Lindsay, you always fell in the category of you were the best at both. So oh, I was fortunate. I'm like, I can just pick Lindsay and she's an All-American golfer, right? Mm -hmm. But I just had a kid. I mean, I haven't worked in Cordy for almost five years. And he he just got into grad school. I was a reference for him. And I am giddy excited. Now, was he a good ball player? Yes, he was. But he was one of the best leaders. He was such a great teammate. And that's why I'm happy to write references. And that's the thing is, is five years later, 10 years later, it doesn't matter. I mean, you've been out of school for quite a while and I still look at it as the reason Lindsay was so successful. Yes, she was a good golfer, but 
she was good at all these other things, being a leader, being a good teammate. And that is what really got you to the next level of competition, not just being a good golfer. And that has taken you into your adulthood. And I see that time and time again. And I say the same thing. I just always want these kids to realize your sports career relationships go for a lifetime. My alumni are some of the most precious people and not just myself, all alumni, my, all of my alumni are some of the most precious people and to watch them grow through these things and be great uh, professionals and parents is probably the thing I'm most proud of. And that's usually why they've been so successful at their sport. And as I say, Lindsay, you are a complete tribute to that because you took your time as being a student athlete and as a coach and as a competitor to radiate. I'm going to be a good human being. I'm going to show these skills and my golf game is going to get better because of that. So I really appreciate your time. As I say, these messages, I think, the, the, are so crucial. The things you laid out today are things that I really hope our listeners can soak up because this is what's going to make your, your student athlete better. And you can start this when they are four years old and they're picking up a wiffle ball for the first time or they have their play golf, uh, golf clubs. These are the skills that are going to be so crucial to their happiness and their overall success and performance until they decide to retire. So take these skills to heart and uh, put them in, into your parenting and your coaching and your game and things will definitely change. So I will, I really appreciate your time, Lindsay, for all this great information. Thank you, Carrie. If you are a coach or an administrator and want Coach Cause to meet with you or your team, you can contact me at www.trainingthecompleteathlete.com.